Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars, the premier Chicago Red Stars podcast in my opinion. Presented by PointsBet, use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hey, what's up everybody? I'm back at your girl Sandra Herrera here today with my friend, homie, and colleague Claire Watkins, aka the Scam Originator. Claire, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm very. I've said this last week. We made it through Concacaf W. Hooray! We We're going into a dark weekend for NWSL. Yep. Hooray! Everyone takes a little bit of a breather. So yeah, I can't lie to you. Again, said this last time. Yeah. I think I said it the week before. I'm running on fumes a little Same. bit. We're there with you. I'm going to like sit in a dimly lit room for like 24 hours and just like with yeah. my eyes closed and meditate or something this weekend. We've been chatting about it. It's yeah. definitely been like a work hard, play hard type. Of it has. Right. It's not the just last, it's not just the working. The last, We've like, been going out and two getting to it. Three-ish, possibly veering into four weeks now. Yeah. Uh, there has definitely been. Summertime shot. Oh, hardcore. We've been putting in the hardcore on both sides. So we've, we've, I think we can both Mm -hmm. say that we've survived. Please clap for us. Um, Uh, I could do that. Hold on. Let's see. Here we go. Ready? Yeah, Lauren's. One of the cool things that we actually got got up to (laughs) over the. We went to Pitchfork. We did a very Chicago summertime shy thing. Yeah. And that was nice. Um, yeah, because the Red Stars were away. The Red Stars were away. And yeah. we were like, you know what? They're on the road. Yep. They've abandoned us to Houston. To Houston. To some place called It's Houston. the second year in a row, actually, that they've played Houston away during Pitchfork Weekend, which is funny because Pitchfork Weekend was in September last year. But it's the exact same thing. I do think last year they won. And, and this time they did not. But, oh, oh well. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's, we're starting off with that. We're starting off with that just to sort of throw it back a little bit to folks who joined us or did not join us for the preview of this Houston Dash match. We talked about Mm -hmm. some of the storylines going into this, uh, coming off of that North Carolina come from behind draw, that it was one of those maybe lesson games perhaps, uh, and the momentum, maybe they can carry that into Houston uh, and see what we can bring out of that. But, you know, didn't go that way. We had a, yeah. a there were some points. I know we it's like, like it's like yeah we've got we've got a little pile on saying summertime shy equals undefeated, which is true. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe the Red Stars wished that they were still there because yeah, quite frankly, <laughs> uh, they had some moments where it looked like they were not fully engaged with no, what was happening no. around and, and them. We were we were talking about like what we could possibly see in that preview in, in this game, and, and we talked about you know could they get a result? We we're like yeah, but we also sort of. We tried our best to emphasize that, like, Houston has not been the kindest to the Red Stars when they've gone on the road. It's I true. D- I do not like the Houston yeah. Dash. Oh, really? I don't like, the, like, how much they just battle the Red Stars. Yeah, no, it, it does feel like it's funny because we talk about NWSL r- rivalries a lot and, like, people try to sort of create yeah, different rivalries and stuff. Yeah. I do think there's, like, a little bit Houston there with Houston. Houston cares very much about having a rivalry with Chicago and it's just I don't think it's reciprocated well I mean I think there kind of should be I mean especially yeah after, like, there's the like a little bit I mean I think they play each other really tough I think yeah. that um there have been stretches where like Chicago's really dominated Houston obviously Houston got the big revenge game in the 2020 challenge cup yeah um That's since then it's me. been a little bit more mixed I think that in general I correct truly correct me if I'm wrong I do think Chicago has a better record against Houston since but it's like been a lot of draws and and there's the occasional game like the, this one where you're just like oh yeah Houston knows how to play Chicago you know 
Yeah, and apparently uh, it doesn't matter who's in the coaching seat. Yeah, right? It's uh, two brand-new dudes, and here new, we are. Two just, just uh. brand-new coaches. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, that, the, it was the 2020 Challenge Cup for me that really, that really cemented my – yeah. Rachel yeah. Rachel Daly on Rachel on the, Daly. On the, yes. <laughs> on the documentary Rachel saying that Daly. Chicago's outside so backs are shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um that was fun. Not mm. nice. Catching on Paramount mm. Plus. Not nice, if you Rachel. Seen it. Mm. Uh yeah, uh that was a fun Challenge Cup documentary. And again, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch it on P plus. Yep. Uh, you can hear Rachel Daly shit all over Chicago's Not nice. fullbacks. Uh, I mean was, uh, and you know what Well playing a full playing fullback ain't easy, is it? No, it ain't. No, it ain't as Ebony Salmon of has maybe reminded yeah. some folks, and that was another thing that we talked about. We said, "What, what, what? Like version of the Houston Dash or Chicago going to face? Right? You know, was Maria Sanchez going to be on some type of minutes restrictions? Like, what was that going to look like? And you know, is this was this finally going to be the game where Ebony Salmon like was said, listen, I needed a couple games to get acclimated. I've arrived.'" And she should, like she just certainly did. Yeah, I mean, Ebony Salmon, talk about people who play Chicago well. Even when she was with Louisville, um, she's really good at pouncing on mistakes. Like, that is one of her great gifts as a striker. Um, and that is actually an incredibly important skill, especially in the NWSL, because you do have teams that mess around with trying to play out of the back sometimes, and they're not always, like, highly cr- like uh, clinical with it. Um, and, and she, she had, it was an incredible performance. And I, the, I do actually like this about the dash, which is that, um, sometimes they do have people just like pop off this season, which yeah. I think is really great. Like that Nichelle Prince, they've had zero hat tricks in the history of the organization until this season. They have two in 2022, which was the Nichelle Prince hat trick. And now this Ebony Salmon hat trick. And it's funny because I think if you look at the game, statistically or you get into like the etch, the xg mapping or the pass mapping you're like how on earth did this end four to one not to say that chicago outplayed houston they did not but you're just like surely this is like a two one or like a, yeah. a one zero like this was a close game like chicago um if we can pull up the the pass map um who do you want first? For you can uh, do pass. Let's do pass first. Actually, do you want uh, red stars or yeah? Let's do red stars first. Okay, here um, so if you if you look at this, this is fine. Yeah, there's nothing really wrong with this. You know, their their defensive structure is intact. The three back looks a little bit stretched. They're playing through Danny Colaprico a lot. You can see she she and and Yuki Nagasato were were getting the most touches on the ball. Did they have some? Looks like they had more of a an advancing by committee structure. Yep. Makes sense. You don't look at that and you think problematic. That gave up four goals. Yeah, yeah. you don't. No, no, right. No, but they did, and and so maybe we should talk about that too, which is that it just seemed a little bit like a hot midseason game where they made some mistakes, right? You know what? I just, <laughs> I I don't want to simplify. Yeah. Things. The NWSL I don't think is no a tough one ever league, wants man. to do that when it comes to NWSL. But yeah. looking at the pass map in front of us. Like you said, it does not look like this was a team that was going to give up. That's not a disaster. A bunch yeah. of like a grand slam. Right. In this one. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. A grand slam. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it does come down to the fact that maybe there's a history there. You don't play well. Yeah. Or, you, you know, you just don't come out on the you know positive end of playing out in Houston in that stadium. And it was hot. And mm. maybe there's that combination of sometimes it does come down to that sort of batshit crazy go-off type of game yeah, right. from a player. Yep. 
Right. And I know that's maybe like simplifying Certainly it to in a like certain extent. the dog days of NWSL summer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a hot and match I think if, especially if you're mess. sort of yeah. two teams, if you're two teams at this point in the season, when you're starting to like kind of turn this corner, where it, it, you've got the Red Stars who have been pretty much at the upper half of the table, and you've got the Dash who have been flirting and have have also sort of been in that upper half of the table yeah. as well. But they are they made a move. They made a move for Ebony Summer. They brought in a new coaching staff. I don't think you make these moves with the intention to sort of let it slip sit away on again. your laurels. Yeah, right. And like right. not want to have a couple statement games to kick off this second half of the season. And there's a little part of me that wonders if that was the mentality for this team going going into this game on the Houston Dash side. Of well, it certainly seemed like it was the mentality for Salmon. And like you said, I think when everyone's a little bit tired, I mean, this is game three on short rosters. They'll be back at, quote-unquote, full strength next next weekend. Though, obviously, with Chicago, we know that that's never happening this year. But um, I think that it is a little bit of a, like, you know, nobody wants to admit this, but it's just – natural human psychology you've got a week vacation in front of you after this game (laughs) just a tiny (laughs) bit where you're just like okay let's just get through this let's get through the game we're focused and obviously focused in on it but um yeah and I think that they were just prone to mistakes that they haven't made so far this season and that's why we've talked about how they've been competitive in every game they've played and it's because they were not giving up goals like the first goal the third goal and I think the fourth goal was also pretty weak um and, and yeah, I mean, it's one of those where I also don't know exactly what you learn from it. I think you learn things that you already knew, which is that um, sometimes slotting in a backup goalkeeper isn't as smooth as you would like it to be, especially when you have a, a very particular defense made up of a very particular group of people. Um, it'll, it'll be, I think, probably nice to have Nayer back. Uh, and then past that, I mean, I think – difficulties progressing the ball the defensive midfield saw the ball the most right um the the dash really let Chicago possess and then they hit them on the counter now when Chicago is actually playing well that should also be their strength that should not be so easy like what what Chicago wants is not to let that be as effective as it was as in in Houston um but I do think a little bit, and I wrote about this for the site this week, I think that there are some indicators here of, like, what could be a little bit of a red flag going into this second half of the season. Because if you think about it, I mean, a little bit, again, it's the kind of thing where it's like no one wants to admit this, or or even it's it's kind of true and not true, but players and, and coaches have their sequences of the season, which is like, we're going to use this for rotation. We're going to use this time to figure out, you know, the best um, way forward. We're going to bring players in. We're going to blah, blah, blah. And I really do think that the league is about to get much harder. Um, And I think that obviously Chicago is about to get an infusion of players back, but I, so is everybody else. And basically we've always talked about how Chicago's success is, is um, predicated on continuing to tighten up those processes with with the young group that they have and we just saw the cracks I think in that in this game which is you ran the system fine not a disaster in in holding the ball moving the ball um was it as effective going forward as you would like it to be no 
but don't give up four easy goals. You know, don't don't let a player like Ebony Salmon control a game because that's not the way it's supposed to work. It was really like shooting fish in a barrel for her. Oh, dad joke. Hey, oh. Love it, love it with the producers chime in. Yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say that uh, they were Chicago was uh, swimming upstream there by the time yes. they were down? Yes. <laughs> Very more much puns. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, I, I think it's important the points that you're bringing up because I think those were questions that we were asking ourselves of this team. Like, are we going to see the game, particularly during this window of time, this like July span, mm-hmm. where this was the team. That they were this 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 was the roster that they were gonna have to go out there. There's not gonna be a, a BSG, a, a Mal Pugh, a, an Alyssa Nair to I guess bail you out. I guess if you for lack of better phrasing, but we were I think wondering if there was going to be a game or games plural where we did see some weaknesses mm-hmm. within the maybe not so much the system, but even within the personnel available within this system. And I think we're, look, like you said, backup goalkeeper in Boyd, someone who is typically, when she has seen time on the pitch, it's been in scenarios like this in a listener's absence. Yeah. We've got – Where she keeps s- it close, maybe. Yeah. We've, yeah. Got, uh, we've got a season already where they lost Tierna Davidson very early. Right. Then they went ahead and they lost Kayla Sharples. And we've got – some pretty young players back there right in this in this system that we've been praising but i mean it's still relatively it's i mean it's not new i mean i guess it's just still you're gonna have days like this i yeah. think and it's yeah i think we were i think there was a part of us we were talking about that north carolina game we were like well maybe that was the game but turns out it wasn't. Yeah, but that was maybe the warning the warning shot. I also yeah. I just pulled up I just pulled up the box score and I think that maybe the most indicative stats you're looking at here is that again when we talk about a player like Ebony Salmon playing so well, mm-hmm. uh, Houston had 15 shots, 10 shots on goal on target. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a huge. You get difference. that ratio, you're Compared, gonna be yeah. doing well. To All six for Chicago, six like, on 21 shots. Yeah. So it you know obviously Chicago I think started opening up. They started pushing once they went down, but. I think that that's, that's probably the story of the game. Like, you can look at the XG, and, and the funny thing is that just, like, uh, the Ebony Salmon goals themselves were not really – I mean, it looks like her third one was the highest XG chance. I think that was <laughs> off of the turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, – and, and you look at the Sammy Fisher goal, like, that was a good chance. But uh, – you know, and I think that's curious, too. Like, yeah. I think maybe the – the time, like, I, I like to always look at the timestamps of these goals, yeah. too. Like, we're talking about that Salmon goal coming in the opening – 15 minutes of a game where maybe you're if you're the team on the road maybe the idea is to make sure that you're like sustaining pressure and trying to like kill any crowd energy for like that opening 15 minutes and they fail to do that right every time he gets this goal in the 11th minute yeah and then there's this long stretch of time where she gets her second in stoppage time right before the, the half. half right so these are like two very bad times yes to, to give up goals goals yeah. and then i would even venture to say that they, there were all of these goals in which they conceded goals were bad time. Yeah. <laughs> because you've got this second half goal from Salmon in the opening 10 minutes this of the second This is kind of what half. I mean about losing the mentality battle Yeah, like bit. it's pretty yeah. – like it, yeah. it just, it, it's just more data for your point, yeah. basically. Um, and then I think you can maybe even make that argument for the Houston Dash side at one point where they're like, okay, yeah, we've got this wrapped up and in the bag because Sammy Fisher gets a goal in right. this game. 
uh, near the end of it in the 89th, 88th minute, something yeah. like that. So the Red Stars do get one back. I guess you, you, the very definition yeah, of a consolation goal. Yeah, goal yeah. Out, yeah. Very, very yeah. definition of that. Um, but that all that meant was that Houston said, oh, you've woken us back up. Right. And we're going to do the same thing. And they got a stoppage time goal. Yeah. And, and, well. and again, I do think that when you look at the XG model, obviously, like, everybody knows it doesn't account for finishing or it does in its own way. Um, and, and so I, I think that, yeah, I think that if you look at that combined with the shots versus shots on target ratio, you can fully understand actually how Chicago can play their style and, and not have a terrible game and still have it end up being four one the other way. And, and kudos to Houston for that because um, they need, they needed that quite frankly. Yeah. They need points. I yeah. don't, you know, I, I think when we're, uh, we were laughing at the, the banner that was previous up there with, summertime shy equals Chicago stars were undefeated and I think you know going into this match we, we did talk about that they had a pretty impressive run it was a nine game undefeated streak mm-hmm. and and a couple of of those games were these this roster this team these players who were available during this time contributed to that and yeah. I think that that's something that we did want to highlight and you know sort of express like joy over and be like this is a very cool thing that they did um, but like streaks are meant to end, yeah, <laughs> you know, and sure. finish. And I think like on the other side of Houston's things, like they're they're a team that's like trying to establish their own sort of of run, you know. So it's just like ebbs and flows of things. And I just am like, you've got. I think you really do have some good examples within here that they're gonna go back and say like this is what went wrong. And I think I do. I don't think it's unfair to maybe say that there was there was a little bit of that senioritis throughout some of some moments yeah. of, of this game. You made a good point about the timestamps. I think that that is another good indicator of That's sort of how that game went. That's why I wanted to like, let's just look at this real quick. Yeah. Like, just to say, you know, and ultimately, like, we mentioned this a little bit during uh, – in the recap of that game against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a game – this wasn't necessarily a game that was going to completely tumble or shake around – uh, the standings, I guess, at this point of the season. None of these the three. Rest. You know, the funny thing is, you know, beating my little drum here, you know, the the NWSL constantly has to decide what they're doing with these international, these extended international periods yeah. in the summertime. Um, the thing that I kind of, my opinion of the last three games is that they have not done much in upwards mobility, but they've possibly ruined the season for a couple teams, not <laughs> Chicago. And I'm just like, well, Man. that's a bummer yeah. that the, the only real movement we've seen here has been negative movement as yeah. opposed to positive movement. Um, the table remains mostly unchanged. Yeah. You've got San Diego still on top. You've yeah. got Chicago. Portland's looked a little bit. Portland's looked good. They're doing blowouts, but it's still just three points every time. And then yeah. they've also dropped a couple, you know, and it's not, not losses, but they've had a couple draws. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you're just like, okay, now, now we're back, baby. But, uh, yeah, I think – but it's also a good – I think this is a good moment to to maybe pivot over to to bigger picture stuff. Um, but I think I'm going to let you actually hit it with an ad seg first. Is that a, is that a transition? Oh, what, Listen, a, what a segue that was. I, know. I, you, I was going <laughs> and then I if you're the If you're the betting type, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if you made a bet on, on the rest stars. stars in this yeah. Houston game because maybe it didn't turn out the best for you. But if you are the betting kind, the best just want to let you know, best way to support CHGO is if you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 
or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHEO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at points bet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? Time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your live your bet life Ooh. with PointsBet, baby. Wow. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for a crisis consulting and referral services. Now that's a that's a solid finish to your ad. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's how you up. finish. That's how you finish it. Yeah. I'm a finish yeah. should be a finishing. You were, you that's right. Like, I know. Maybe Chicago. Like should, maybe you Salmon. should show up at Red Stars training to show them how to how to finish. That's me. That's my new. That's something else I'm putting in my resume. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. So I don't know. so let's switch over to some of the bigger picture stuff, maybe. Um, which, you know, taking a look at high performers, they're a little bit. They're, they're past the halfway mark, but they're still kind of at the halfway mark. Yeah. Um, high performers, low performers, actually, maybe a little bit. Um, what's working, what's not working. Like, with, with, again, with the caveat that I don't think that this, I mean, it looks bad, but I don't think that this 4-1 loss was a total disaster in that Chicago looks like they don't know what they're doing. It was just mistakes really kind of sunk them. But yeah. um, so I do, but, but I do think based on what I was saying earlier about how I think we're going to see some teams kind of sharpen the blade a little yeah. bit as we go. It's going to bottleneck. It's, it's, about, it's yeah. about to turn into like, okay, we, these teams have rotated. They've gotten a lot of players' time. They're going to figure out their best 11s, and they're going to start rolling with it as we get closer to the end of the season. Chicago needs to do that too. You know, playoff ball is a little bit different than, than let's establish the team and, and get rolling. And so I, I want to talk about the midfield again a little bit um, and, and talk about who, looking at the data that we have in front of us, really is doing well and yeah. maybe what that starting 11 looks like going into the second half of the season. Because, you know, we've, we've got to figure it out, right? We've got three back. We've got yeah. three, three defenders. We've got the box midfield. We've got two wing backs. We've got one lone striker, right? And I do think we have some players that have shown that natural affinity for those roles yes. in, in more of a, like, let's slot them in and survive, but in, like, a oh, if we had to play a playoff game today. They could come in clutch. They could come in clutch, and here's how we oh, should do 100%, this. Oh, yeah. And so I think um, – you know, I was looking at the G, the G plus uh, from from American Soccer Analysis, and shout out to American Soccer Analysis. I, I use their stuff a lot because we don't get a lot of advanced stats in NWSL. Um, this is this is the top group in, in of the team in goals added, meaning it's an accumulation of touches, passes, runs, dribbles, interceptions, shots that add to the probability of a goal being scored. So it's basically just like a, a positive action rating, essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and no one will be shocked to see that they're led by Mallory Pugh, um, frequently just because of her astronomical dribbling numbers. Look at her dri- She's got 2.31 dribbling numbers. Um, That's insane to me that Morgan Gattrall is on here with 83 minutes. I know. Play. See, this is what I'm talking. That's a madness. This is what I'm talking about, That's a though. madness. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so Mallory Pugh... Far and away, when it turns in terms of goals added, incredible dribbler, um, not always connecting on the pass, right? Yeah. BSG is in second. Uh, 
she is really good. Her, her highest stat is at receiving passes, which I think we've seen in practice, right? Where when, when they've got BSG out there, they can whip that ball across and she's going to get to it, right? And she's got that great first touch and she can drive towards goal. Third, we have Ava Cook. Ava Cook is really the only natural center forward the Red Stars have. And that is kind of my point now also going forward into the second half of the season. Um, I know she's a rookie. You don't want to overload physically. I think you want to have Ava Cook on the field as much as you possibly can and not as a sub, personally. Yeah. Um, next, we have the wingbacks. We have Sarah Luber and Rachel Hill. Then Vanessa DiBernardo. As Sandra mentioned, Morgan Gatra in her 83 minutes uh, this season and then Sarah Griffith. So oh boy. I think that there's a lot here to look at and to basically say, if we want to lean into our top performers, I think we know what this lineup actually looks like. Um, and it is one where it's, it's, yes, you should rotate to keep everybody healthy, but maybe it's not an either or with Ava Cook and Ella Stevens. Maybe you start Ava Cook. Listen. I wouldn't hate it at this point. Yeah. I think if you're I think conceptually speaking, like venturing into this second half, I yeah. think we've had an exciting first half from the Red Stars, obviously. Uh, where we've got to get introduced to some first year players, rookies, and they've impressed. And I think in this second half, what you don't want to do is get stagnant. Right. I don't think you want to turn into a predictable Red Stars team. Agreed. Which has been part of their culture before, unfortunately, in the past. Sure. Is that Chicago, has, although has been a very good team and a very difficult team to go up against, there are all there were also there used to be elements of their play that were very predictable. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see that maybe going forward in the second half, that even though your system is the system. Yep. That doesn't mean that you can make things you, you couldn't make things shake them up or make them a little unpredictable right. by doing something like that. I think this is a very important uh, chart that we pulled up here for, for the folks to take a look if you're watching it on on video or if you're listening. Well, uh, and I think it also indicates and and this has been I you know I I'm trying not to just like be like this confirms my prior opinion, but <laughs> you know I I had concerns at the beginning of the season about the midfield about yeah. the midfield box yes. and. I think that what I didn't actually anticipate was I didn't realize how integral Pew was going to become to that midfield box. And so when she's there, you can't, you can't underestimate her um, importance, but I still don't think it's 100% working. Um, You saw in that Houston game, you saw that Yuki Nagasato and Danny Colaprico were touching the ball a lot. When Colaprico and Nagasato touch the ball a lot, that means that Chicago is not moving efficiently in the attack. Um, Yuki Nagasato, I think at this point, this is another player that uh, I think they need to start reserving for particular game states. I think they're playing her a lot. I think that the effectiveness of her time on the field has gone down as the season has gone on. And I think that if you also, just with this idea that you want to save legs on Di Bernardo, who has been asked to cover a lot of ground, if she's your number six, if we've made that decision that she and Colaprico are the, you know, our big capital S starting 11, number six duo, I think you start two true tens. And I think that at this moment, that's Pew and Griffith. I would like to see it. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Listen, we're talking about waves of momentum in a season, and, and we've been talking a lot about how you know, the Red Stars are turning this corner into the second half. There's this break, obviously, right here 
and I'm not in dis- disagreeing with you. This is this is stuff I know that we chatted a little bit about off mic, and we're bringing it on here. But I I would like to see Ava Cook utilized a little bit more. I I thought for a second there there was a trend where that is where the team was maybe going towards. She also a got bit. a little bit hurt when she came back from U23, so I want to be sensitive to you that got, as well. You have to, yeah, yeah, you have to sort of take all those things into consideration. And I think one of those things is also, you know, bringing up a player like Nagasato. The other thing about Nagasato for me is that she is just such an intelligent right. player. Like, Yugi Nagasato is just this very smart soccer player. And if we're talking about maybe eventually moving some things around and, and seeing a player like this maybe get a little less minutes, wouldn't – I mean, I, you, I think you would want a very smart player to be that person. To your yeah. – you know, to your be able to sort of look at and come into a game, right? And sort of maybe reset things, yes, for a team. Yep. I so I mean, there's that component, and I also just think there's a lot that they lose by having her play so much lower. Yeah, quite frankly, right. Um, by trying to fit her in in this connective role, I think just because she is so good in the ball and she yeah. is such a smart player, but I think that right, I think that if you're going with Plan A, Plan A should be the box truly allowing the tens to push, truly allowing the sixes to sit back, right? Um, Nagasato at this moment doesn't totally fit into that. And I think that it's not fair to the player. And I think that it's wasting what she can do. And I think it's asking her to do too much at this point in her career, just in terms of the physicality of it. Is there a little, I was going to say, is there a little bit of, again, there's some injuries and there's been player absences. Is this a little bit out of necessity that we've seen her? I think so, and I think that maybe what we should be wanting is more of, like, only the Yuki Nagasato that we need. Only. Only the, yeah, and, and only what she needs as well. Yeah. And, and I think that they're asking, they're, they're asking too much. And so yeah. it's kind of like Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% wow. plant-based uh, protein man. shake. It gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Um, You know, Yuki Nagasato probably could use use some protein right now. I can use some protein. She's been she's been like grilling in her backyard all week though, so maybe she's good. Maybe (laughs) she just sprinkle a little Owen in there. Um, Owen and CHGO have partnered to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Give it a chance, people. Give it a shot. Could change your life. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's little stuff, right? They're getting Aaron Wright worked back in. Yeah. Um, they're, so they're going to have to figure out what the wingback situation is going to be. I think they have a lot of attacking midfield talent, which which makes getting Sarah Luber on the field difficult, though I think they really should try to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, I yeah, it's just more I think you want to turn the work that you've been doing in the first half of the season into strengths. And obviously we didn't see that against yeah. Houston. But now is the opportunity to and, – and I, you know, and I, I'm going to be honest, I really do think as well that you don't want to run the same starting 11 out all the time. That's not healthy. It's not good. I think once you get to the last six games of the season, though, you got to start getting the same people reps because that's how you become yeah, you a, be, a deep playoff team. You want to be team. gelling, man. Yeah, yeah. You want to be gelling. You want to be vibing. You want to be cohesive, right? Yep. I guess that's the that's the fancy word that people mean. Like vibing and gelling. Chemistry. You want to have that chemistry. You want to yeah. have all that, you know, settled. Yep. By the time you hit those final, let's just say, like five weeks, 
of the season, especially. It usually comes down. We, we've seen this happen year in, year out, whether it's been, you know, a 10-team league or a 9-team league. And I would imagine with two more teams, that's only going to leveled out the competition even more, that it's going to just repeat itself. It's going to come down to those six weeks or so of the season, usually somewhere between four to six. Yeah. Um, we saw the final spots of of the playoff picture shake off with a – decision day scenario yeah which was unheard in of like before. the final final in 10 minutes of a game decided that final playoff yeah, spot unheard yeah. of before in nwsl history so that was cool yeah. to see last year so i wouldn't be shocked if, if that came into play this year um so i'm with you i would love to see to sort of see this beginning stage of the second half sort of start implementing maybe yep. some new things and just really trusting the younger players yeah. i think that they've deserved, they've earned you've it. already given yeah. them the freedom right a little bit so, so now just be like it's you yep. yeah and you know, I think ultimately, that's sort of what's gonna what it's gonna have to be. Because listen, this is there was a trade window here; it's coming up to yep. be expired yep. <laughs> soon. And quite frankly, the Red Stars haven't been part of that conversation again. It's 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 mirroring their off season. Their off season, quite frankly, where they didn't make any moves and. You know, if anything, they drafted clearly drafted well. I'll just yeah, know, give them they, that. They had a yeah. really good draft, yep. which is again part of part of their part Identity. of their culture, yeah. I guess. And um, but didn't see too much movement in terms of big player acquisition in the off season. They got Yuki Nagasato back, which was all partially spearheaded by the fact that she wanted to come back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as if they actually went out and got that player nope. that they've been eyeing. And you know this international window and this this trade window has seen some cool things happening for other teams i Mm -hmm. mean my goodness we're seeing we saw ebony salmon have a breakout game for houston after a trade there um and i thought maybe you know especially now even coming off of this houston game maybe they need a little bit of help in that defensive department yeah uh and i was a little curious as to maybe we would have seen something uh but we haven't now that's not to say that we won't but we haven't seen it, and we can only operate with the information that's in front of us. Yeah. And the information that's in front of us is that the Red Stars have not done anything during this signing window. So yeah. uh, I thought, if anything, that would have been an area with, with, in which they would have looked at. Because I think you and I, we were both curious, I think, early in this season, if they needed to go out and get another midfielder. <laughs> but now I'm like, maybe they need to go out there and get another defender who can slot into this into this sort of back three. And, and I was just a little curious. You know, I just, like, I don't know. Did they, like, lose Hannah Davidson's number or, like? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I well, It's not a weird one. This is, they've struggled with this. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, not news. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, I'm curious to see how it sort of shakes out. But we're not going to see that this weekend because the NWSL is going on a break. They're, on, they're currently on a break. Yes, the currently break on a break. right now. Yeah, teams, teams like, had to lose players' numbers for seven days, which yeah. I kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, log off, Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah. It's always put nice that, to log put off. That it is nice. I've seen a lot of – well, they're kind of logging off. They're making sure to take photos on the beach. Yeah. And, and there's, they're there's like – you know that like, they're on vacation. I think at least 60% of the NWSL is literally in Mexico right now. 
Like they that all went fun. down. I, they must have gotten like the group discount or something because you've got like <laughs> entire NWSL teams like descending on Tulum, you know? Yeah. Go see the pyramids, guys. Yeah. Go, go get some history in there <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Don't just go to my motherland and yeah. be like, hike a, vol- hike a yeah. volcano go get some or history, something, man. man. Yeah. Can't be all beaches history. and margaritas. Yeah, go right. History. Exactly. Have your 20 margaritas and a trophy. Yeah. And then go learn a little something yep. about it. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, uh, having the break means that we don't have uh, a game to necessarily preview uh, this week. So we're going to shift a little bit with uh, some national team. Yeah, I mean, since the last time we talked, they won. They won won the whole gosh darn thing. Yeah. Well, last time we talked about it, they they were in progress of the CONCACAF W Championship. Mm -hmm. And the United States women's national team at that point in time had already clinched their spot in the twenty. 23 World Cup mm-hmm. in Australia and New Zealand, but that didn't mean that the objectives were over for that team because the tournament as it was built and which we discussed about last week uh, was that they still wanted to go out and win the whole gosh darn thing because that's how that program is is, is built. And in winning the whole gosh darn thing uh, meant that they would clinch their space in the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. So they did that. They sure did. They did that. It wasn't really that close. I mean, it was close, but it also wasn't that close. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that uh, they did a nice job. Uh, I think that there's more work to be done, obviously. Uh, You know, but but yeah, job job done. Um, I was happy to see it. I was happy to see it because I think that uh, there's been a lot of fears surrounding this U.S. team. And I think that many of those are valid. But I think it's always good to not always see the fears come to fruition. And, in fact, you know, was it perfect? No. Nobody says that it was. But they still pretty demonstratively did the thing they went out to do. Yeah. Which I think some people were really afraid was not going to happen. Um, And and that that did not happen. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to pull up. I did want to briefly just pull up. Speaking of Pew. um, Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, Chris Chris Henderson. And and I want to be, again, clear on this. When we use the data, it, it's not definitive. It's always kind of um, everybody's metrics are different. Everybody's systems are different. Uh, but I was happy to see at least that the, the, the instat, the way, the way that Henderson sort of interprets instat, had Pew in the top three for, for the whole tournament based on how good she was against uh, Costa Rica and how good she was against Canada. Now, we saw Pew miss a few sitters, right? She only yeah. got one goal. She yeah. only got she one goal final. in, in yes. the whole tournament. I think she had two assists. Um, I will say that I, I think as well, you know, she's not in the green for the first match. I think Pew was very important to the first match. She gets the assist on that first Alex Morgan goal. Yeah. That sets the tone for the entire tournament. Yeah. Um, so that was nice to see because I think people who watch Pew play for the Red Stars in and, you know, week in and week out understand this. But it's nice to see it backed up by the data that what she brings to a team is more than the goal scoring. Of course you want her to sink, yeah, sink when she's yeah. in a five v three, and and Nail and it. Lindsay Horan has two strikers to either side, and she picks Mal. Yeah, you want Pew to get that goal, but um, but she brings so much, and and I think that just her commitment to full team defending, the way that she play makes, as we said, she's the best dribbler in the NWSL. She's yep. probably one of the best dribblers in the world right now. Um, she's faster than everybody, just at the, with the ball at her feet. Uh, she's, I mean, it's interesting because I would say that she's still working on the final finish. I think it's just in certain contexts. She's working on the final finish. Obviously, she's had no trouble with that in the end of USL. Um, 
but yeah, so anyway, I just, I just wanted to pull that up because that, it, it was nice to see a little bit of underlying data give Pew some, some props because I think it's very easy, and we know this, I think a tendency with national teams is to really be hard on finishers who, who miss yeah. a few open looks. Reminds me a little bit of Lynn Williams. We've been Lynn Williams yes. fans for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, yeah, I was just happy to see some of that other stuff represented in that chart. Or on the men's no, side, I'm, I'm agree Wando. What? Wando on oh. the men's side. <laughs> Good Lord. Just for comparison's I know, sake. just the heat, right? The heat. <laughs> yeah. Just, just that gosh dang sun. That yeah. Gosh darn well, three yard, heat, three yard misses. Yeah, I no, know. I, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, listen, who doesn't want to see some dingers, right? right? Americans love their home runs. Um, the goal scorers, you know, tend to get the love and stuff like that. And when you're missing, I guess, the sitters, right? Because there were a, a couple of opportunities, particularly in that. Where do we think season. sitter came from? What sitter? kind of term is that? I don't sitter? know. What? What does it's that mean? Just what, like, there what's, for that, you. what's the etymology? Okay, yeah, I think just, it might be. It's yeah. just it's sitting just sit. there for you. Wide yeah. open goal, sitting yeah. there. Yeah. Sitting there. Okay. It's just that makes hanging, sense. Sitting there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it, especially to, in a final, you know, you're like, right. That's the moment where you're going to, like, you know, you want to glory. have that. But I think now that the. The tournament is over. I mean, I, I liked what we saw out of, out of Mal Pugh in, in the game. It just was – I think we just saw the type of player who we know she is to be. I mean, she led the team well, – she didn't lead – she was second on the team in, in chances created yep. right behind uh, Rose Lavelle, yeah. you know? Right. And I just – I'm like, that's very, very impressive. You know, nine to from Lavelle compared to the six from, mm-hmm. from, from Pugh and um, – you know, just made the four appearances. You know, there was a lot of pl- there was also a lot of player rotation. There was, and there had to the be with a short form tournament yeah, like that. The tournament that yeah. was just going to be part of part of the process as well. Um, we saw it start really in the Olympics, quite frankly, with yeah. Andonovsky and his coaching staff, and shouldn't have been too surprising, I think, in in to see it again in in a tournament like this, considering the quick turnarounds between mm-hmm. games. You're you're always going to sort of have the um, you know the, the the player rotation kind of come into play, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think the fun thing for me about watching Mel Pugh in this tournament is, yeah, of course it's, you wanted to see her maybe get more goals, and I'm sure she wanted that for herself. But she walked away with two assists, you know, and was tied for first and XA, not so much XG, yeah, but tied for first and XA on the team with uh, with Lindsay Horan, who also had another really good tournament. But I, I'm hopeful that on the Red Star side of things, like hopeful that had a successful enough tournament where you want to carry that energy back into your club team, quite frankly. Yeah, for sure. All right, I have a question for you. What you up? ready for this? Sure. So all these NWSL players, you're talking about how they're all like in Mexico, they're all at the beach, yes, they're all yes. chilling. Do you think that they brought like their supplements with them on vacation? Yes. Yes. You think they did? <laughs> they're not they were they're not allowed to be told to do that, but do you think they brought like their just I to keep just to keep it rolling throughout the week? I think that they absolutely these are pro athletes. Yeah. At the highest level yeah. we're talking about. We're going when you're talking about the international game, I think it's, you know, all fairness to say that that's that's the highest level. Yeah. Right? So Yes. You think they brought their... I absolutely think they took supplements. Supplements like Athletic Greens, perhaps? You know what? I hope so. Yeah. 
Uh, so if maybe if uh, that's pretty good one, right? Uh, I'm just I can't I'm smiling so yeah. much. It's too good. That's a seg. Yeah. Uh, All the so other shows are taking lesson from us. That's right. If you if you want to be like these professional athletes, and honestly, it's just it's good to to have a regular routine with this kind of stuff. It's not always easy to get exactly what it is that you're looking for from going to the grocery store. You got to get a lot of difference, you know, especially when it comes to greens. You know, that can be expensive. It can take a lot of work. Um, athletic greens you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins miserable miserables no no minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right it's a special blend of ingredients that supports gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus and even possibly aging uh, costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's you know cheaper than a cold brew habit, which we know these gals have too. Um, <laughs> Inflation affecting everything. It really is. It it works with any diet. Uh, yeah. So athletic greens. It it it's. Um, yeah, I mean, I love I love kind of doing these on these sports podcasts because it is like the kind of thing that you would do if you were an athlete or if you yeah. wanted to be like the athletes, living healthy. I don't know if that's always me. I would love to, but um, yeah. but anyway, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit Athletic Greens slash. I'm always curious about this. I. This is this is a little bit inside baseball. Do we have a Red Stars code for this, or should I in, input uh, a different one? I don't know the answer to that. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say CHGO Bears. Again, oh, really? that is athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bears to take huh. ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm going to ask Parker yeah. about that because yeah. I don't really know the, the answer to that. The other football team. Yeah, the other football yeah. team. Yeah. The Bears. Okay. The Bears. I'm not, ask not necessarily the Red Stars, but the Bears have a code. Um, so definitely if you want to use that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you. Athletic Greens, uh, if you want to, like you said, like being like. Be like the, be the athletes, athletes, you know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm someone that's like, when I'm trying to be like the athlete, I'm, I'm going like, I'm veering more towards the. The 20 margaritas. 20 margarita <laughs> trophy, I know, trophy. right? Yeah. Um, that's, I guess, be like AM 13. Yeah. Down 20 <laughs> margaritas in a. In a championship trophy specifically, not just any, any gosh darn yeah. trophy. So do we do we want to close this out chatting a little? Speaking of the Bears, speaking of the Bears and the Bulls, and the Spe- White Sox and the Cubs and the Blackhawks. Speaking of all of the teams in the greatest city in the world, yeah. Chicago. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. There's something that comes into play when you're talking about sports. When you're talking sports. Mm-hmm. In Chicago, which is pretty oversaturated with a lot of teams. Um, and a lot of times there's a huge emphasis on what's, I guess, the big five. If Because we've got sure. two baseball teams in Chicago. Right. So we're talking. Big you sports know, city. Chicago Bears. And we're talking Bulls. We're talking Blackhawks, if you're a hockey fan. And the two, bas- or two baseball teams in, in the Cubs and the Sox. Uh, and... Not too long ago, very, mm-hmm. very recently, yes, CHGO threw out a jersey image, mm-hmm. and like many people, yeah, shouted loudly on the internet at CHGO. We also took notice that there wasn't a lot of uh, women's yeah. jerseys represented here. Yeah, we just have the one, just the Candace Parker three. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's pretty natural, especially if you're a women's sports fan. Like, you see images like this, and you immediately are like, okay, where are the women? 
Yeah. You're always, that's always what you're looking for. Um, and I think that this is an, an interesting thought experiment and it actually like not to be like, this is a great encapsulation of the uh, uphill climb <laughs> for women's sports. But, it, it, and I don't mean this in like a, in like a, obviously CHGO is familiar with these other teams. We're yeah. literally sitting on their set talking about one of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you're trying to have like an unbiased conversation about the greats in Chicago sports, um, I was, I was just chatting with Lawrence about it before, before we started, which is like, if you start going player for player, right. And you say like, we say, obviously Sam Kerr should be here for 20, right. Yeah. Someone comes back with like, well, Sam Kerr only played for the red stars for two, a year and a half. Right. Yeah. That's and also true. Stars. And the red stars didn't actually win anything in that time. No. Um, and then I say, well, is no NWSL player uh, a valid option simply because the league is only 10 years old? Yeah. And why is that? Why is the league only 10 years old? You know? Yeah. Or, you know, I, I think that it's like it opens up this whole bigger conversation oh, yeah. about, like, the, it, it, and again, it, it shows and encapsulates the difficulties of, of being a Chicago team in a women's sports league, which is that you are not frequently pulled into those sort of, historic conversations partially yeah. because of just a lack of, of visibility but also just because for a hundred years you weren't there yeah <laughs> you literally did not You're have a league it's like generations yeah of history right in, in this city specifically. yeah it's like yeah it's like great we've yeah. got we've got sam kerr who played for the red stars for 18 months and we've got ernie banks and it's just like <laughs> you know it's just like how are you supposed to compare those two things <laughs> you it's hard to it, yeah it's hard and i think um i think it also depends on like how you define success and right. like i think for for a lot of people it is like maybe longevity and yeah straight up existence right you know and you bring up Ernie Banks and that's a player who played for a long time but uh I mean even even some of that pull that back up for me yeah. Larry if you don't mind Take a look, uh, yeah. but I, I think at one point like looking at some of these numbers for example here like just removing NWSL out, out of this right you've got Matt Forte and Sloot and yeah. I know yeah. Sloot, so that's, that's a big one you know where's like yeah. Vander Sloot you know it's right. like it's like so you've got Two number 22s here. Yep. And I'm pointing out 22 because that's my favorite number. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if there's that mentality of, like, longevity also, did they even win anything? Well, neither did Matt Forte. Correct. Right. I know Sloot, Sloot's one of the ones that I personally feel like. That we was a miss. Well, yeah. yeah it, it's, it, well, it was one of those close ones where, you know, you definitely could go her way instead of Forte because, like you said, Forte didn't win shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? Sluice won a, a championship here. She's played and, her her entire career, and she set the all-time assist record. Yeah. She yeah. averages yeah. over ten a game. Yep. You know, like right. there's lots of reasons she yep. can definitely be on this. List. I also think um, a, a, a funny thing about something like this as well is I actually, and this is like nitpicking, but <laughs> with a number system like this, you're always going to struggle um, with oh, soccer yeah, players yeah. because yeah. there aren't you usually have like not to say that. You know, there isn't your odd 33 or, you know, Madison Hammond loves the 99 out, yeah, yeah. out in L.A., but you're not going to get usually um, anything past 23 uh, Correct. in, in terms yeah. of a, a soccer jersey or a soccer number. And so I think that um, there's limitations to that as well. Like one, right? Yeah. I don't think we're taking this away from Derrick Rose, right? <laughs> Has <laughs> but there, Have there been a lot of number one? But, you know, your number one goalkeeper is also going to be number one every time, right? Yeah. And that's an iconic number for a reason. Yeah. Um, 
many, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but like there's a reason why number one goes to the starting goalkeeper for the U.S. Women's National Team and for your club team. And Nayer has taken that on yeah. after Hope Solo did it before her, which is like, I'm number one. Yeah. I'm the number one goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but that's a crowded number, right? I mean, one. Uh, but I think when you're looking at it in the lens of Chicago, right. then that's almost what makes it unique a little bit. Right. It's like because for, a, a, I think, a lot of general, casual sort of sports fans in Chicago, like they associate – number one a, a number one jersey with Derrick Rose right and I think that's part of maybe what makes Nair so special and unique it's like yes it's like in the national team aspect of it it's number one but it's like that's also true for, for the, the Red Stars Red Stars so right. like I think yeah like I would include if I had to do let's do this like let's start throwing out some numbers yeah so some names yeah so if we obviously yeah, yeah. had to do numbers we would include Alyssa Nair as a number one so well, yeah, I mean, not point. over Derrick Rose, but but like as a include, like we're just including. oh, including, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, just for including. sure, yeah, uh, part of the conversation. I think I think Vanessa Di Bernardo is going yeah as a number ten. I think Vanessa Di Bernardo plays her entire career as a Chicago Red Star for sure. That's just like my assumption, mm-hmm. um, and she has been with this team for a very very long time. Yeah, and is killing it this year, and she's always rocked the number ten. So I would also include that. Ron uh, Santo, though. In the tough. conversation of number <laughs> great number 10s. Yeah. Um, and then I think also, like, when you talk about the hometown poll, I mean, I think Sarah Gordon at 11 has to be yes. yeah. in that conversation as well. Um, yeah. And, and again, this is, this is going back to, like, a lot of these baseball guys didn't win shit here either, you know? It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, just because they didn't win anything for longer. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean, yeah. like, you lost for a long time. Right. So you should be... At the forefront of yeah. everyone's mind. Yeah. That's not necessarily true. Um, I think Sam Kerr 20, for a number of reasons, actually, like le- legitimately, I think, because she yeah. is w- one of the most talented people to, to come through any any Chicago sports team. Oh, absolutely. Team. I mean, um, she made, she made, she broke records. Yeah, she broke, she, she broke league records. Um, she went on to, to break league records in, in other leagues. Yeah. Um, I think also just in terms of, I, I really worry sometimes that we're going to collectively forget that she ever played here. Yeah. And I think that that's sad. I do think that's sad as well. Um, and so I think that that is another element of what is the point of something like this? Like, the the point is to tell the history correctly, right? Yeah. Of of the city and of of the teams that played here. And um, I I think that yeah, I, I worry sometimes yeah. that that Sam Kerr is that that her her time here I is just going to completely point, disappear. Because we're talking about like the the graphic and how there's a lot of icons due to the fact you said hey, here's a bunch of guys who lost for a very long time, right? <laughs> but the number is iconic because they lost so long in that number, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah. it's like, right. and it's like, well, if that's the sort of the argument that we're making for these dudes, then I think maybe we're making the argument of like the, let's like make it a combination of things, right. like. Uh, not so much the timing component because women's pro soccer has had a, a short shelf life uh, so far. It's expanding, but it's still only celebrating its first decade of existence in NWSL. Um, so I think the argument, I think, on our part is, like, obviously longevity with the Red Stars is a huge one. Um, so if we're looking at the time component, we're looking at longevity. But I think, like, the the accomplishments factor, I think, is is a big thing because – we talk about the Red Stars, and while they've been a team that has made consecutive playoff appearances, have had, at this point, a couple consecutive finals appearances, they haven't been able to bring home hardware. So when I think you were looking at the concept of bringing home a title or a trophy, 
Sam Kerr did that while she was a Red Star. So she right. brought she brought home. She got an MVP. She, she got an MVP. She, she broke she, she broke the, the scoring record. Yeah, she broke a scoring record. Yeah. You know that's that's something that happened when she was in a Red Stars jersey. Yes, one hundred percent. So I think like despite the two seasons under her belt with Chicago, you have to also like like take a look at that bigger picture. Sure. It's telling the story. It's like why right. include Sam Kerr? It's like well here let me let me tell you why. Right. Um, you know, why include Vanessa DiBernardo? It's like, here you go. Let me yeah. tell you why. Right. You know, so it's like Vanessa DiBernardo is uh, probably the one player that could tell you about uh, both all of the really tough times of the Red Stars while also, like, highlighting the high, the very high highs of the team. Right. Like, making consecutive playoff appearances, going to finals and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think, like, if we had to, like, break it down to, like, anywhere from, like, three to five players like that, I think that that's a good handful of players. We said Nair, DiBernardo, Kerr. I mean, Ertz, I think you I have was going to say this. You got you to you you give a look Ertz at Ertz, was here too. for a very, very long time. Yeah. And talk about, like, being a being a winner during that period. She won two World Cups. Yeah, she won two wow. World, World Cups while with the Red yeah. Stars. Um, was, a, was I mean, I think anyone who was part of that 2019 team, the most winningest season yeah. for, uh, you know, a Red Stars franchise, I think could, could probably make an argument for some of those players as well. Mm-hmm. I think Kerr is the breakout. Ertz might be the other one. Within that, um, <coughs> what maybe, Earth, is you know, we'll Earth's, see what happens. Cause what number did she wear, Julie? Eight. Eight. Yeah. So that <coughs> was, yeah. who was Yeah, eight? we're talking about Chicago Legends. We'll see what happens with, like, Casey Kruger. Like, her yeah. story is still being written. Yeah. Um, it's hard to see, like, Andre how Dawson. That, uh, how that might pan out. Julie would have there, I'm sure there are people who are going to make an argument for yeah. Kristen Press and her time. I love I love the idea of debating Kristen Press versus Michael Jordan. I actually oh, yeah. adore that. <laughs> yeah. I think I we that. could I think we could one hundred <laughs> if we were in debate class and we had to do and we yeah. had to mount the Kristen Press defense, I think we totally oh, could. Oh, we would ace that. <laughs> yeah. We would ace yeah. that. Claire and I have done multiple oh, I love this. episodes yeah. on like I would love maybe we should do a special. Maybe we should. A very well, this is kind episode. of the point though, right? When you look at a, a graphic, maybe this is my final thought on it. When you look at a graphic and you see only one uh women's sports player, um you're being left out of the conversation, right? Like it's instead of instead of seeing the player from women's sports and then debating it on the other end, you're constantly having to debate why the the person from women's sports should be there. And so it's like this basis of of course the guys there now argue about why the woman should be there. And what if we flipped it? What if it was what if it was 99 numbers of all women and then the guys had to explain why they deserve to have their favorite man up there? That's true. You know. That's true. I'm just saying. Just us doing our part. Yeah. Just us doing our part. So we couldn't, like, we wanted to absolutely address that yeah. on the show here. We had, But also wanted to have some fun with it. Um, and while there is no game to, to preview and while we've gone, we're hitting the hour mark here. Yeah, well, we, we do want we do want to close out for real since there is no game to sort of preview just yet. And by the time we preview it next week, it might be cutting it kind of close. So we just want to remind everybody that you can come and kick it with us on July Let's go. 30th. That's right. There's going to be the an, official, an official CHGO right. tailgate at Soldier Fields in the Waldron Deck. For the Fire and Red Stars doubleheader, July 30th, come through 2 p.m. It's going to be a yeah, good Yeah, I think time. there might be a couple tailgates going. Come to ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There no is disrespect. definitely another one going. Yeah, But also, I know. Come, yeah. come to this Come one. to both. Yeah. I, mean, there's a, I was going to say, a or do, do a walk around. Do a walk around. Yeah. yeah exactly. I would I wouldn't mind checking out the other as well to yeah. be totally honest and yeah. come yell at me about the numbers thing. Yeah. I'm gonna take <laughs> come my, get in Lawrence's face. I'm going to take it. my heat about that yeah. as part of the you know. Yeah. Come through and let all of the CHGO men know yeah. who you think should be rocking 
in that graphic. Yeah, honestly, that, that I mean, for me, like, I'm going to say the Sam Kerr one is my, is my biggest regret on that. Yeah. 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 I think we sold it. I think yeah. we made a good the MVP, argument. Yeah, we made a good case. The record breaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was LC Chord, a random Black Hawk that played yeah. in the 80s. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Right on. There you go. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, best way to support CHGO is with a membership. So please go ahead and sign up for a CHGO membership. You get the podcast that can go off endlessly for all teams, not just the Chicago Red Stars. You get uh, some post-game shows. You get premium written content, specifically from Claire Watkins here, the great. Uh, you get dope merch for all the teams when you check out uh, the, the membership and get a free shirt. Pick the Red Stars one. It's, it's the best one, quite frankly. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So sign up for a membership, y'all, if you've enjoyed what we do here week in and week out. And we'll be back to chat more Red Stars with you.